On Point with Craig's Investment Partners. Hi there, everyone. First of all, remember the information provided here is general in nature. It's not financial advice, and it doesn't take into account your situation, objectives, goals, or risk tolerance. So all objectives are subject to risk. None are guaranteed. And before you make any decisions, you really should talk to an investment advisor. You can find out more about our investment advisory service uh, at our website, which is craigsip.com. Okay, just to look back on last week and... Uh, today's Tuesday, we had the, the Monday public holiday here in New Zealand, which was great. Uh, but uh, the figures I'll quote are really to the end of, of Friday. I'm not sort of picking up the moves that are still going uh, in international markets. Um, so I'm a day out of sync, potentially, uh, if you're looking at the UK or, or, the, or Australia. But anyway, um, last week, uh, it was a bit of a mixed week. The US fell back. Uh, you might recall the previous week was a very strong one with the US market um, posting its best gain since November 2020, uh, so a long time ago. And it gave a little bit of back that, a little bit of that back it was down 1.2%. So still sitting, still sitting about 14, 13 or 14% below its record high from January this year, but it has rebounded strongly. It's up more than 5% from the lows of last month, and um, uh, for the NASDAQ, uh, which is which has been the one that has felt the brunt of the 2022 sell-off a little more acutely, it was a similar story. It was off 1% last week, and it's still 25-odd percent down from its lows. Most other markets were softer too. The, the UK market and European market down last week, but less than 1%, um, and they actually both had a, a decent night last night, Monday night, so they're up slightly. In contrast to all of those declines, we saw the Aussie market last week rise. Uh, so the ASX 200 is up um, about 0.8%. And the local NZX 50 uh, actually had a crack a week. The index was up uh, 3.2%, which is the best week for the New Zealand market that we've seen in about four months. And there were a few particularly strong performers that we saw. Uh, A2 Milk was one. It was up almost 12%. Um, that was really on the back of speculation that uh, the company could take advantage of the shortage that you're seeing with infant formula in the US. They don't really supply much infant formula into the US. I don't think they really have much of a presence at all, uh, maybe for their other products. But anyway, they they managed to sort of benefit from that sentiment that you could see some uh, some international suppliers have to take formula to the US uh, to, to fill the gap. And I think a couple of Aussie companies sort of are the ones in the spotlight. So A2 really just gained on the back of that um, that news flow. Main Freight, uh, Main Freight had a, a good result and that saw their share price rise quite strongly. It was up 8% last week. Um, and they're obviously facing some challenges around... Uh, logistical issues and supply chain issues, labour costs, all sorts of headwinds. They've got a big business in Europe. Um, but, you know, the, that result told us that they were in pretty good shape and they were doing managing those issues a little better than expected. Uh, and then you had Fisher & Pytel Healthcare, which has been sold off quite aggressively um, in, in the last 12 months, really. Uh, and it put out a result which wasn't as good as people expected. Um, that, that saw it sold off more. This was this was back in May, 
uh, but we saw a bit of a bounce last week. Um, what was the other one I mentioned? Oh, Meridian Energy was the other one that sort of uh, was a big driver of, of the local um, market. It was up, up 8% last week, 8.3%. No real news there, but uh, that's obviously a good quality business with a very predictable, stable dividend yield. Um, and it's a favourite uh, for conservative investors, for income-focused investors. So maybe it just just fell a little bit too hard and was looking um, looking interesting for some people. So the the local market uh, very strong, which uh, is good to see. Interest rates in most places were up. We saw the US ten-year Treasury increase from two seventy-four to two point nine four during the week. Uh, the domestic five-year swap rate. Uh, from 3.74 to 3.94 during the week. So interest rates continue to bounce around a bit, but they're oscillating here in New Zealand in those sort of high threes. And in the US, the the 10-year treasury sort of in the the high twos, knocking on the door of of 3%. Um, Economic data that caught my eye. There was some good good things that came out of the US. We had two key releases, the ISM index, uh, so the manufacturing survey, that was solid. Uh, that rose uh, to 56.1, uh, which which was better than last month and a slightly better outcome than expected. 50 means sort of no change. So above 50 means the sector is in, in, in better shape than it was a month ago. This is sort of a PMI, which means it, it, uh, it really compares how things are going compared to the previous month. And um, that's the 24th consecutive month that things have improved after the, the contraction, which was way back in 2020, April, May 2020, on the back of the uh, the initial emergence of the pandemic. So that's a good piece of um, uh, of evidence that the US manufacturing sector is still pretty robust. We saw uh, similar headlines with the jobs report, which came out uh, overnight on Friday. So it was out in the weekend here. May jobs report solid, 390,000 new jobs created uh, the headline unemployment rate uh, unchanged at 3.6%. So not bad at all. Um, more jobs than the market was expecting. Um, and most of the detail was was solid too. So the US labor market in decent shape, the manufacturing sector still looking robust. Um, you know, the US is the world's biggest economy and with all the talk of recession and slowdown and all of those other sorts of issues, the market did take heart that the economic data is still pointing to a solid performance. Uh, China, China was in focus. We saw the May PMIs and and good news and bad news. You can really sort of take what you will from them. Um, The official PMI came in at 48.4. So that's below that 50 break even level, but it's a lot better than 42.7 back in April. So things are improving or at least they're, they're not deteriorating nearly as much. Um, China's an interesting one though. It's it's still suffering from you know a lot of those restrictions and sort of curbs that they've they've put on activity in the wake of uh, another COVID outbreak. Um, we know those will come off, and in fact, we're starting to see them roll back some of those restrictions restrictions as we speak. Beijing, for example, starting to roll them back this week. You know, public transport is is resuming in most places. Workers are allowed to go to their offices. Restaurants are restarting dine-in services. Um, they announced all of that on Sunday, so that's happening this week. So that's good. Um, so I think things will start returning to normal, but it's it's probably not going to. They're not going to. That's not going to happen overnight, as we know. When the restrictions come off, they 
they still can linger for a little bit in terms of you know the activity so um i think that's that's something that we we just need to um uh keep an eye on that situation in china because it it, it won't resolve itself you know immediately uh what else did we see the anz business outlook here in new zealand um and again good and bad uh, we, we saw the own activity index, which is the sort of key growth measure in the survey. It fell a little bit further. It's down to the lowest we've seen since September 2020. So it's, it's not looking terrible, but there definitely are cracks appearing. Um, residential construction still, still looks pretty ugly, to be honest. Um, a, a rapid deterioration in the outlook for that sector. And ANZ pointed to you know, the fact that that could be telling us there's a, a big de decline in the issuance of consents and building activity coming up, either on the back of weak demand or shortages of materials or, or both. But um, residential construction looks to be looks to be quite challenged at the moment. So that's a real watch the space for us. Uh, inflation does look to be peaking. That was some better news. Pricing pressure is still very high in absolute terms, but it does look like we're starting to sort of see that peak. And the, the Reserve Bank, uh, at least, uh, they believe that the peak in inflation will come this current quarter, the June quarter, so the, the period of um, April, May, June. They think uh, the New Zealand inflation rate will peak at about 7%. Um, so that's still very high, but, you know, if it does represent the peak, it means we're sort of coming down the other side over the next little while, which which would be... Will be good to see. Talking of inflation, uh, the key the key release this week will be the US inflation rate. So this will be um, for May. This will come out, I think, on Thursday. So we'll see it on Friday. Now think back to March. You know, a couple of months ago, the US CPI had an annual rate of eight point five percent, which is huge, the highest since nineteen eighty one. It did fall back last month. It came down from eight point five down to eight point three, which is good. Markets see it remaining pretty steady at 8.3. I think there's a couple of people that they might see it coming off ever so slightly, but basically it's expected to remain flat. Uh, the core CPI, which is the one they look at where, where they strip out food and energy, and they strip those out because they're very volatile and very up and down. So it sometimes gives them a better lead on where that sort of more structural inflation is going. That's expected to moderate further. Uh, that one was, was also at a a multi-decade high in March of 6.5. Last month it came down to 6.2. Now it's expected to come down to 5.9. So the good news there is like other infl uh, inflation releases we've seen, like the core PCE that we saw in the US, um, it looks to have peaked and it's now falling. Uh, however, it's not falling nearly as fast as the central bankers would like, which means they will keep raising interest rates until they get it down into those uh, into that zone where they're comfortable. So th that'll be the key event, I think, that inflation report in the US late in the week. Uh, on the central bank front, we've got two central bank meetings, uh, the Reserve Bank of Australia, that's this afternoon actually, Tuesday, and the ECB in Europe on Thursday. So I think you'll definitely get a rate hike from the RBA uh, across the Tasman uh, this afternoon. Um, a month ago, they increased their cash rate uh, from a record low of 0 0.1 to 0 0.35. So it was a 25 basis point hike, and that was their first increase since 2010. 
they're well behind the curve compared to ourselves. You know, our Reserve Bank's been raising interest rates since last year, and we've already got it sort of, you know, up to two percent, I think, isn't it? Whereas they're still very much just starting out, which means they've got further to go. Um, another move today looks almost certain, but the question is sort of, you know, do they just go in another quarter of a percent increment, or do they do something slightly higher? And uh, we have to wait and see. Um, the ECB. I don't think they'll make a move this week. They could. Um, it's it's not impossible, but it just doesn't look likely. I think what they want to do first is end their asset purchases, which they're still doing. So I think they will signal the end of those asset purchases this week and pave the way for the first interest rate hike next month in July at the July meeting. So that's what I think you'll get this week from those two central banks. But look, the direction of travel is clear. All the central banks around the world, whether whether you're the, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, whether you're the Federal Reserve or whether you're the Bank of England, all of whom have been raising interest rates, you know, quite quite aggressively, they will keep doing it. And these other few that are sort of behind the eight ball a little bit, they will play catch up. So, you know, no matter where you look, interest rates are going higher. Uh, there's another dairy auction due as well tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning. Uh, this will be interesting. We've had five consecutive falls. Prices are down, you know, 15 odd percent from the peak in March, which was a 15 year peak. But they're just flat year on year because remember we had that big run up early in the year. So I think the dairy sector is still in pretty good shape. You know, the payout this year will be 9.30 as, as where Fonterra is pointing to. That's going to be the highest of all time. And even though most farmers are experiencing rising costs um, because of fertiliser, because of you know other input costs, they're still pretty well positioned. We've also seen the opening forecast for the next season come out at $9, which is the highest that we've ever seen for an opening forecast. And that's because Fonterra sees a long-term positive outlook um, despite their geopolitical issues and the sort of supply issues you've got in places. Um, and, and, and costs, all of that put together as as um as keeping prices buoyant uh, globally. So that's how the week's shaping up. Not a lot on the the corporate front. Um, no real results either offshore or here in NZ. So it will be a little bit quiet on the corporate front. Um, scales holding an AGM. That's that's all I've got on my calendar. But other than that, I think it will be about. Um, some of those economic releases, most notably the the US CPI, that will will be the key one to watch. So thank you for listening um, and enjoy your week. Talk again soon. For more insights, visit craigsip.com.